0: Welcome to episode 155 of the Field of Geeks podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Juan. How's it going?
1: Surviving this craziness.
0: Yeah, no kidding. I know. I know. I'm anxious to get people back in here to record in person, but I'm just being very cautious about it. So be patient. I'm just trying to... (laughs) Maybe we'll... You know, maybe I can get some long chords and we can just record outside, away from each other. (laughs) We got the breeze to like, you know, blow whatever away and of course you'll have that noise in the recording but uh we'll see what we can do maybe we'll do maybe we'll have to do that I don't know it could be interesting could be interesting I'm getting my my deck rebuilt soon so we have a lot of space out out back so I could probably just do that be interesting especially for the uh super unknown get that little uh ambiance you know in the background could be interesting but yeah for those who don't know uh Juan and I also do another show called The Super Unknown, and Dave is on that show as well. Yes. So yeah, the premise is we sit around like a campfire, sort of, and we just talk about the mysteries of life. Uh, I mean, it, it ranges from true crime to UFOs to just oddness in the world, really. So we will be doing another episode of that very soon, and
1: also yeah, humor. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Like we investigate things, but I would have to say
0: that's. Oh yeah, for sure. Show. Yes, definitely. Because y-
1: it's not really meant to be taken serious, people. you know. Right.
0: Yeah. You got Yeah. You got to have. You got to have some fun with it. Otherwise, it's just. Yeah. So it's too dire. <laughs> yeah.
1: Not every episode like that. I mean, we've had our serious ones. Yeah.
0: Right. We can't obviously joke about some some murders and stuff. The other unknowns out there. Laughter helps <laughs> calm the nerves. Yeah, it does. Because, you know, we're, we're, In remedy. we're not alone. Ooh. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> Take it however you want it to. Juan is also uh, relaunching his pod, his other podcast, The Power of Knowledge. He's now joined by Paul, who guested on uh, The Super Unknown last time. So, yeah, he's a nutritional scientist. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, so.
1: He's a smart man.
0: Yeah, well, you are too. Yeah, you guys both, uh, yeah, I'm just like dumbfounded. You know, I'm just like, this is good. I like this. So yeah, I'm, I'm editing a lot of that right now. So that'll be launching. I'm very excited about that. But yeah, it's good to be back to record about some geek news. It's been a bit. Today, we're going to quickly celebrate 20 years uh, anniversary of the first X-Men movie came out, which was a huge deal back then. It, it changed how comic book movies were made. Ever since, really. What were your first memories of that movie, Juan? Were you a were you an X Men fan? Were you excited?
1: Oh, I've always been a comic book fan in general, but just seeing everything come to life, you know, like uh, Wolverine I always wanted to know like what was the whole like thing with Wolverine and
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, like I think Hugh Jackman executed that well. And like I think it gave me a realistic understanding of some powers. Like Rogue, for example, is, uh, you know, an interesting power because she sucks your life force and she sucks your ability and just her, like, how you can do it through text and, like, writing it out on paper, but just understand, like, she can't make physical contact with anyone. She can't. Right. So that isolated world within the world, you're, like, in the world, but you can't Be really in connection with the world. Sure.
0: Oh, I remember that scene. I was freaked out, like when she was kissing. I think I can't remember the dude's name, but a boy. Yeah, she was. She was excited.
1: Well, originally she just kissed her boyfriend, her high school boyfriend. Right. And he kind of started seizureing. Yeah, that
0: was intense. Because, and it's also sad because she. How they, how that world is, is like you get your powers when you, uh, I guess, hit puberty, sort of. I I think that's how it goes. I'm not yeah. sure.
1: But she yeah. Was, so uh, like you usually hit it when you hit puberty. Yeah. You actually to activate then. Right. And so like that's why the third one's interesting to me. Because the kid I is the... the I to be in puberty. Yeah. Well, ki- he's called the cure. The cure, yeah. I forget his name. I, uh, yeah. And so basically he strips you of your powers. Right, his blood, so that they can make you know. Yeah, that was serum.
0: That was, I don't. I'm not a big Last Stand fan, but there was some interesting scenes in that film. I did like when Beast. I think he reached to say hi or something, and his hand turned to human, like form. Yeah, that was that was a cool scene. I thought, and you could see, his um, temptation. You know, like I could. I could not look like this anymore, but then he just like accepts yeah. accepts his appearance again. A lot of conflict, yeah. you know. Rogue story is tragic for the for the movie, is you know cause she's she's young adult and she's ready to see the world pretty much, and she's got it all planned out, you know, like most people try to do. And life gives you lemons, you make lemonade, something like that. Life gives you powers, mm. you become an X man. There you go.
1: Let me ask you this, Josh. Like, if you could choose any power, what would it be? Oh
0: man, I don't invincibility. Maybe I don't know. I don't like to get hurt, so I want to be strong too. So I don't know if that if that. You want to be Deadpool? No, I, well, hmm. I don't want his brain. That's for sure. He's a little nutty.
1: Well, I mean, he can get he can get hurt, but he regenerates.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe Wolverine, like strength. I don't know. Does Wolverine and Deadpool kind of have the same? Powers, yes, kind of yes. do, don't they? I didn't to realize that, yeah, to an extent. Yeah, to an extent. he's got claws. Uh,
1: Wolverines is like Deadpool is like actually part curse in the comic, sure. A lot of people don't know that, right? It's actually given, he's um, he's cursed with immortality by Thanos.
0: Oh man, really? Wow, they need to explore that <laughs>
1: because Thanos and him have the same love interest. The image of death, the entity of death is, that's why they would call Thanos the Mad Titan. Whereas how they did it in Infinity War, they were like, they called me a madman. Man. They, they they gave Thanos so much justice in Infinity War, which right. is easily one of my favorite comic book movies.
0: Kate Blanchett's character from Thor Ragnarok? Isn't she death in a way, or is that something... I thought they were going to maybe try to link her to that character oh
1: hella come on hella yeah she's she's not she's kind of like got her own it's almost like she has her own dimension of hell or something right the reaper itself is Mm -hmm. a it's like the image of it is a woman who Thanos is in love with Mm -hmm. and that's who they were saying like in comics who he's really trying to impress right Right. By deleting half of the universe and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, she falls in love with Deadpool. She got basically two loves uh, Deadpool as well. Wow. You know, Deadpool, I guess, makes her laugh or whatever.
2: I can and see Deadpool that. Deadpool wants to do with <laughs> her
1: too. Now, here's the interesting thing. If you watch Deadpool 2, mm-hmm. he's trying to kill himself the entire movie. He finally thinks he's dying, and she's like, it's not time yet. Oh, right. I was like, are they saying that his girlfriend all along was the personification of death? Right.
0: But then he goes I back mean, in time and changes that.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that's yeah. What I'm saying. She, she could be that same character for Thanos. True. Yeah, that's... I don't know what got us on that subject. Sorry about that. I, no, it's, sure fine. That. it's fine. It's fine. His ability to regenerate is at the highest of high. hmm Sure. The Wolverine's like... You can take Wolverine out, from my understanding, with an Antomanium, uh bullet to like the skull. Yeah, like he got shot once and that killed his memory. But I think if you get enough shots in there, it's possible to kill him. You just got to do a lot of stuff. I think you got to take out his tutorial gland or something like that. It's it's not easy to do. Well, you the can. Hulk has one of the highest hit. right regeneration abilities. Well, those three at the gate.
0: How he killed Deathstrike in two? That's probably how you could kill him. You just shove him full of (laughs) animantium. He just becomes a statue. Kind of
1: almost drowned her. Yeah,
0: that sucked. I thought that character was interesting. I was like, damn it, because they have history. They uh, in the comics, I think in the cartoon they had history, And, and maybe they kind of teased that. I'm not sure, but.
1: She's supposed to be Lady Death Strike. Yes. Death Strike's a weird-looking chick. And-
0: I know she's like cybernetic, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which I but mean I guess they wanted to make it like sell on screen better.
0: I guess, yeah. Well, that's a that's the thing. This uh, you know, the whole the first X-Men movie, it put these characters in the real world, basically. You know? It toned down the costumes, mm-hmm. obviously. You had the you had the black leather costumes because, you know, back then they were afraid to show any color for these heroes. And look at Batman, you know, he uh-huh. was, Superman was probably the the last one they did that they were like all up on Front Street with his color scheme. You know, uh, you could count the Flash TV show, I guess. But live action wise, they were trying to just, you know, the whole 90s was all about leather, you know, the Matrix. And yeah, you had these costumes. They had they had a little color in them. But not much. They also poked fun at the, you know, Wolverine's costume. The yellow suit.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, when he's in the jet. That was uh
1: Would you prefer yellow spandex?
0: Yeah, that was that was a cool nod. It? And then he flipped him off with his uh claw. That was that was interesting. But yeah, this, this movie was basically the first comic book movie that treated the world very seriously, you could say. That opening scene in the concentration camp when we meet Magneto as a boy getting taken away from his parents and then his powers exposed.
1: first
0: oh, yeah. Well, they they explore more in first class. Like they basically touch on afterwards after that scene, how he was experimented on and all that. But the first X Men movie, it just ends with him bending the hell out of that gate, and then then it goes into the modern, the present day, in the near future. They say. I mean, that opening scene was just crazy. Like you never really saw that before with a. You know, a superhero movie, and you know it, it. was a big risk because you could really depress the hell out of people. But it really made you mm-hmm. feel for Magneto like he isn't just um, a simple cartoon villain. You know, he, there's something, there's depth mm-hmm. in there, and there's it, layers to him. Yeah, they even show his his tattoo from the concentration camp. You know, as an adult, it's his wrist is exposed and you can see it. So you understand his whole his whole wanting to. Uh, get even with humanity. I mean, he's like a double minority really, you know. He he was mm-hmm. cast out cuz he was Jewish and then now he's cast out cuz he's a mutant. So, he had that whole complex of things. It's really very interesting what they did with that. And I love the X-Men cartoon. That's how I first became aware of the X-Men was through that cartoon. And I loved it. I played the Sega Genesis game. I love that game and So I didn't really know much about the characters. All all I thought Wolverine could do was just the claws. So when that first scene where Sabretooth just knocks the hell out of him with a tree, I think, I didn't think he could, you know, regenerate or, you know, he could heal himself. I I had no idea he had that power. (laughs) So it shows you how much I I knew. Uh, With Wolverine, you know how Sabretooth was just slamming things on him. And what was the other... Was something else. Oh, well he went through the damn windshield when he was with Rogue, you know, the right. Yeah, the, the tree fell. Like all that setup was cool with him fighting and they called him the Wolverine like and it was funny as Jackman his body would go through a rocky type of change throughout this whole series, you know, he was not in shape much in that first movie and then he just started gradually getting bigger and bigger. It's really cool to... It's funny to see that first movie. It's just so different. But still, still same performance. You know, he's very, he owns that character. And he played that character for, uh I can't remember when Logan came out. But he, at least 15 years, I think he played that character. Which is, I think, the longest anyone has ever played a character like that on screen. Yeah. And he almost wasn't uh, Wolverine. He wasn't the first choice. Uh, Doug Ray Scott was who he was the Mission Impossible 2 villain. And he chose to do that movie instead of uh, X-Men. His loss. But yeah, they had to bring Jackman in. And Jackman was on. He was doing a play at the time. He's very skinny and he was an unknown actor. And he was much taller than the character, which we know. And so, yeah, his yeah, he had a really catch up quick for this movie. But I mean, he was just discovered him. Basically, I didn't know of him before this. And Patrick Stewart, he was just Captain Jean-Luc Picard from Star Trek Next Generation. So him playing Professor X was like perfect casting. He was he was
1: pretty perfect. Yeah,
0: yeah, he was pretty well known. And then uh, Ian McKellen, I didn't I kind of knew of him. He was kind of a character actor in the popular crowds. I know him and Stuart were both Shakespearean actors. Before this movie, I didn't know really much of Ian McKellen. But yeah, he played Magneto. He did a great job with that, of course. And this was right before The Lord of the Rings, which, you know, he became extremely famous for playing Gandalf. So this was, uh, yeah, this was just right before his career boomed, you know, and at such a, you know, I think he was, him and Stuart, I think, were probably pushing 60. It's, it's crazy to hit your stride when you're that weathered or however you want to say it without diminishing them, you know, old. It was a cool movie. Halle Berry was probably the biggest star, I think, that was in that film at the time.
1: Put Hugh Jackman on the scene.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, I think uh, this was the only time Halle Berry tried to have an accent was Storm. And they just totally did away with it <laughs> trying in the other films.
1: You can make her American. That's what they pretty and much did. Here.
0: You got the villains Toad and uh, Sabretooth and Mystique, which was Rebecca Remain Stamos at the time, played Mystique. Really cool creature, popular creature. You know, they pretty much read Condor in the new trilogy of X Men films. She's more of a hero, but she was a total villain in this. And it was really cool makeup what they did. Like most makeup, they they improve it for the sequels and such so there is a drastic not drastic there's a little change between this film and the next film but yeah with Toad Sabretooth he had that cool dynamic uh, I think it was Ray Park I think he played Toad he was also Darth Maul there's that scene with him and Halle Berry they're on the Statue of Liberty which is kind of a I think it was a low budget ending for a film like this you know Statue of Liberty uh, welcoming immigrants it was just kind of a a nice backdrop to what the conflict was, you know, uh, have everything Liberty Island, have everything take place there. It was cool. It, we got, you know, James Marsden, I think is his name. He's, he's a good actor. He's just was in that Sonic the Hedgehog movie. He's playing Cyclops. Yeah. Definitely unknown Cyclops. at the time. Yeah.
1: I think they kind of underused him. Oh, Cyclops. for sure. Cyclops is, they just made him seem like he's a bitter guy. the whole mm-hmm. time, And Cyclops is, like, a great leader, tactician. He's really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's not as bitter as...
0: Yeah, he came off like a little boy, you know, and...
1: Well, even in the, the other one where they made him younger, different actor, it's still, like, Cyclops is still kind of, like, this bitter dude. Right. In my opinion, I'm like, he's not. He's just... he, he That's my girl. I'm going to look after my girl just like most men would.
0: Him and Wolverine That's should it, be on the like, same level as they were in the cartoon and the comics, I think, you know? They should be about the same... Even though Wolverine is ageless, but they should be about the same look and age, I think, you know? Because he's got to be a leader, so...
1: Know? I think Wolverine looks a little... Maybe a hint older.
0: Yeah, because yeah. James Marsden was only in his 20s, I think, and Jackman's probably in his yeah, 30s. Yeah, Wolverine's
1: older than Professor X.
0: Right. But, like, look-wise, him and, him and Scott Summers... Cyclops, I think him and Wolverine should look like they're the same age, kind of like so. It's not like Wolverine talks down to him because he's young, you know. It doesn't have that that look to it. I think that's what they should do when well, they cast it. And again,
1: I get what you're coming from. i was saying like I just think that they uh, they should just both look like they're in their prime, right? Know, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah.
1: They're more like in the prime of their life, like whereas like you know Wolverine is in his
0: prime for probably like 50 years <laughs> and that's, that's a bad thing uh, Last Stand that pissed me off how they did away with Cyclops that was so weak that character in the comics took on so much loss and pain and he lost yeah. Gene in the movie and he's just freaking mopey whiny baby which I get but it's like pull yourself up dude you're, you're a leader of a team you gotta go kick you're some ass
1: excellent yeah like, use that anger
0: totally and kick some ass. But no, he just fucking drinking and motorbiking. And, and it could have also been at the time since Singer dropped out of doing three and he did Superman Returns. James Marsden was in that movie. So maybe that was just kind of like, hey, guys, I can't really be in this movie, too. So how about we just kill me off? I don't know. Who knows what happens? But
1: he was hurting, Josh. Yeah, I, some I guess. Oh,
0: yeah. He's hurting too much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> no, I I get what you're saying. Like, and then um, but I would say out of the Fox, because basically we're talking about the Fox series of X-Men. Out of all of them, the best, if we're not counting Deadpool as an X-Men per se, the best is Logan. For Reminds
0: sure, you? for sure. I this mean, is a
1: beautiful movie. It just so happens to be a comic book movie.
0: Yeah, and I think that's something they're not going to do this time around, Disney. I think they're not going to have Wolverine be the center of attention. I think they kind of overdid that, but I did love Logan. I just thought that all the X-Men films, it was like, you know what I mean? It was all about Wolverine pretty much, which I get, but you, know, you, know, you never got that. I will say this about the Dark Phoenix, which a lot of people talk shit about. There's really good team-ups in that film, I think. all Everyone's showcasing their powers. It's something you always wanted to see. Unfortunately, the movie okay. isn't written the best, but it's not a terrible movie. It's not terrible. It's not MCU-level greatness, but I I think they should have not done the Dark Phoenix storyline again. It's It's better than Last Stand, I think. So that's what I want to see. I want to see more of a team-up. We didn't really have that with the first three films you
1: know i didn't feel you know, like we I'm did anyway curious to see how they're going to integrate the movies it's like, going to be uh,
0: interesting yeah it'll be very interesting
1: how they integrate the ones like for example like uh like how okay so for example the original battle in new york with the avengers mm-hmm. right yeah what was the x men yeah exactly Give them yeah you know the safe earth you know so I'm curious to see how they're going to integrate it. I, I think they're going to it's going to be something to do with the Scarlet Witch. I'm pretty confident in that
2: it could between
1: Scarlet Witch and Spider Man because Scarlet Witch, the one of the most famous um, comic book mm-hmm. issues, is the one called House of M. And the House of M is basically because her ability is reality work or it could be the Eternals movie.
0: They're doing the Eternals, but also. The next uh, Doctor Strange film is the Multiverse of Madness, and she's in that film. Mm -hmm. So I could definitely see her, maybe all these other worlds, maybe she merges them, and that's how you get the X-Men. Or maybe uh, after the snap, how half the population disappears. Maybe Professor X realized now is the time to start a team, you know, not make it as... They've been existing for a long time, but they just started. They just started out after the snap happened. So they had.
1: Well, I heard the theory that actually the X Men have been there all along, but Professor X has wiped like, the memories of all their existence.
0: That would be something you could do. Yeah, you could. He could put He's like that powerful. You know? Yeah, like the whole compound. You could have them. You know, all of a sudden it appears like Wakanda. You know, something like that, Mm -hmm. except it's through the mind. You can't see it. It's not like technology. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of things they could do. It's going to be super interesting what they do.
1: But I will. Wanda is powered by the uh, the infinity stone, the reality. Mm
2: Stone. Yeah.
1: So like, like how Thanos was able to change the reality. Right. Nowhere in the movie. She has that ability. That's why she is the one that came the closest to King and Daniel's But in the movie,
2: it's true
1: because she's powered by stone.
0: Yeah, because we got we got a taste of that in Ultron. Mm-hmm. Although some of it didn't make yeah. sense, so I, you know maybe it wasn't supposed to. But I didn't understand. I guess I understood Cap's uh, vision, and then I didn't. I don't know. It was really really strange. But yeah, overall, you got to give it to this original X-Men film. You know, Um, it really started. It really started things. Uh, I mean, obviously, Blade came out before it. You could say that started it, too, because after basically we had Batman going strong and then after Batman or Robin, it was dead like there's no really any comic book films I could think of right now that were, you know, that big anyway. Blade was huge though when that dropped, and I think that just, I think that helped.
1: Well, the, the comic book cinema ideas changed and more so much because I think Blade was like, "Hey, we're gonna take this serious."
2: Rated right R. So we're yeah.
1: Gonna, we're we're gonna keep it in a world where it's like, like this could happen in our world or would it would happen as in well, instead of like. You know, spoozing spuc- up the like the the the, the, um, the spandex, the cakes, the, mm-hmm. yeah. all that other stuff. They didn't they didn't go into the cheesiness of it, and that and that that would fit well in like the eighties. It would fit well in the nineties to an extent, but definitely in the eighties, seventies, stuff like that. But people were looking for more mature content. Sure. I think Blade was until for a while there was like one of the more it might have been like the biggest growth R rated comic book movie. I mean and then Dead Bull came after. Joker Joker's the the biggest technically comic book character comic book mm-hmm. movie a rated R movie of all time. They
0: tried to and they tried to pin some of those recent films that were rated R, like Logan as like the first rated R comic book movie and everyone was like, Hey, uh Blade. Remember Blade? <laughs>
1: Yeah, Blade, Blade is the, the the gateway. He's, without that first original Blade, I don't know if we have any of these films where really. we have that character mm-hmm. and how they did that movie. And that movie, based on, like, I, I looked at the history of it, there's a lot of impro- uh, improvisation, like, a lot of improv.
2: Oh, I'm sure, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, Wesley Snipes made up the line on the fly instead said, like, like, when he kills Deacon Frost.
0: Some motherfuckers oh, yeah. are always trying to ice skate uphill. That was a good line. Yeah. I like that and line. And so
1: that's then, But he came, like, a lot of stuff that they were doing, he was making it up on the fly. Right. He was like, hey, let's try this angle. And he, because he understands martial arts, too, he's a martial artist. Right, right. So there's a little combination of so many things. That movie made it, because they did a, They did
0: a Punisher movie. Yes. Like ninety eight. Dolph Lundgren. Ninety seven. No, actually, I think that was eighty nine.
1: Yeah, Dolph Lundgren, and then I'm saying they did another one with Marvel. Um, John Travolta's uh, like a mob boss. Yes,
0: yes. Well, yeah, because that's what happened. Like you had Blade, and then you had X Men, and then you had Spider Man, then I think we had Daredevil, and then that Punisher came out. I'm sure it came out after Spider Man because I know. I know they were—they're gradually building their their whole—not universe Kobe at the Maguire, time.
1: Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like they, yeah. Th- this was like the first boom of comic book films Marvel was doing, and it was not—they were not connected. They were just on their own, and so it was yeah, wow. Kevin Feige's first first venture into produce, producing these. So it's like basically things he he learned to do and not to do. So by the time we get to the MCU, he's perfected it. Like with Iron Man and all that. So Iron Man was like, Iron Man was the first wave of, an, of a new regime of Marvel Studios themselves before they got bought by Disney. But they were creating a whole universe because they pretty much did one-offs of all their characters and sequels to those characters. You had the Hulk, which I think was a big flop. Uh, that was a very different movie. Very artsy. South
1: London was 1987. Oh, 89. wow. 87.
0: Okay. 89. Yeah.
1: 89, 89, 89, I remember... that was was Warzone in 2008.
0: Mm-hmm. And then the series and on then Netflix. Then,
1: well, she's my favorite friend, Castle. But yeah.
0: <laughs> I remember being in a comic books shop, and my cousin pointed at the cassette, I think, of Dolph Lundgren's Punisher. And he said, hey, that's the Punisher movie. And I was like, what? I was like, where's the skull? Because he didn't have the damn skull. He's just all in black leather biker attire. But aside from that, I would be kind of cool if they could go in and CG a skull on his shirt now. But there's not enough uh people wanting that, probably. Or, you know, to put the money into it. But I, have, I mean, I've
1: never seen it. Did you like it?
0: It's not bad. It's very, very 80s R. So it's gory as hell and brutal. I've watched some clips recently. I think it... It's pretty good. I mean, it's not terrible. It's it's not terrible. But it's definitely not your, um, you know, your average comic book movie we've come to know. You know, it, it, it was a reason it went direct to video. But direct to video. I think it's worth checking out. Maybe we'll do a commentary on it. <laughs> it's not terrible. And logren's not too bad as a Punisher. Lewis Gossip Jr.'s in it. But getting back to X-Men, though we owe a lot to that. Uh, you know, we owe a lot to blade, but X-Men, I think really set off like, okay, let's go, you know, let's go with Spider-Man. Cause you know, if you can tackle the X-Men, you can probably tackle Spider-Man, which thankfully they didn't give Spider-Man a whole leather attire. You know, they actually went for the color. And I think that's something we definitely want when they reboot the X-Men. Again, I want color. I want the blue and yellow suits. We get that tease now. And then with these last films and, and, First Class guys. very close to that. I do uh, appreciate that. It just got tired of the, little, the oh, yeah. all leather look, you know. Yeah, I remember seeing this preview at the time. I was excited. I was psyched and saw it in the theater, I think, a couple times. Good good film, holds up. I need to revisit it for sure. Definitely want to check out and own, I would say, you know, proudly own. I'd, I'd get the first one. I'd get the second one. Don't bother with Last Stand. <laughs> that yeah. one pissed me off so much. I think Last Stand is the worst one. Wolverine and, Origins. And you don't
1: like like Last Stand. I would think Wolverine's worse than Last Stand.
0: Well, actually, when Brian Singer, who directed the first X Men, which was, you know, a big risk for him because he had no idea if this was going to be received well or not. You know, he did the usual suspects, so this was like kind of out of his comfort zone in many ways. But he right. did he did approach it like a serious project. Not to sell toys, you know, that's what basically happened to Batman Forever, Batman or Robin. The studio wanted to sell toys over quality, basically, with their film. So, anyway, Brian Singer, he took a break after X2, and he didn't come back till Days of Future Past, which was a, an excellent return, I thought. I love the ending, like it really got you back to the 2000s X-Men, like we kind of, you know, were introduced to. And Apoc- right. he did Apocalypse after that, which it's it's pretty good. It's not it's not great, but it's it's I don't think any of those films after he came back or even first class are as bad. Well, the
1: thing, as the ex- thing about Apocalypse is I actually like a lot of the dialogue, but the execution of the film overall dialogue, the ideas that mm-hmm.
2: they're
1: trying to convey in that movie like, yeah. of Apocalypse. And they don't make Pocalypse look good. Like, he should look like this Hulk right. jacked figure. Like he know? did.
0: Yeah, like he did when uh, Professor X visited him in a in a dream at that fight at the end when he got huge. That was yeah. probably something we need. Yeah, well, no, I'm
1: saying like big, muscular. Right, right, yeah. Powerful. Well, man. I think, it's see, it,
0: if they didn't make that film until after the Infinity War thing. This goes the same for Justice League, which I think they're going to fix. But like, look at Thanos. Like, that is what you gotta you gotta go for. You have to go for something like that.
1: Nine feet, ten feet tall, dude. Yeah, yeah. And he's
0: That's all really CG. Cool. You, you have the actor. But maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't have the technology then. Yeah. No, well, no, no. Actually, it was getting there. It was getting there. Of course, Disney has a lot of money, so they were able to develop it a lot, and they they pretty much perfected it. The first few, um, if you look at Guardians, he doesn't look too great in Guardians, I don't think. They did improve him a lot, so they've come a long way. So I I think, you know, when they tackle these characters again, you're going to get that larger-than-life look. And it's going to, it'll work. It's not going to look, you know, like video game graphics or anything. It's going to look excellent. So, But I did like, they got... You know they got good talent for these films. Oscar Isaac's playing him. That was that was a great casting. Unfortunately, you know, like yeah, they should have made him bigger and and all that. But I like how Singer placed historical elements in his films, his X Men films. You know, because you had you had the concentration camp in the first X Men, and then. Um, Days of Future Past, you had the whole Nixon, you know, and they even tack, They even touched on his tapes. He grabs the tapes to go into the bunker. And then First Class, they did it around the whole uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. So, you know, there's backdrops, historical backdrops in Singer's films, pretty much. And although Blade was a serious film, it didn't have any historical backdrops, you could say. You know what I mean? Now, when they get to Dracula, I guess you could... Of course, that's fictional historical <laughs> backdrop. But mm. Singer definitely, I think, put that into a comic book film for the first time. You know, these characters came from a place we're familiar with or they interacted with a situation we're familiar with, you know. So it's been unique that way. But yeah, 20 years, man. I can't believe it's been that long. It's crazy. But yeah, I, I definitely will. Yeah, is a really long...
1: That's it is. Really
0: I know I was a I was a puppy. I was I was uh I think I was eighteen. Yeah, I was eighteen.
1: Comic book movies. I was like, who doesn't like comic book movies? Well that seems like they're becoming the standard anyways.
0: They were just considered kind of goofy before this this X Men tackled serious issues and and Blade you could say tackled serious issues as well. I remember when Blade came out, they were like, This is the next Batman, you know? Which I was excited about. Because I love that 89 Batman. Uh, Batman Returns was actually the first movie I was disappointed at, I think, ever. <laughs> I remember getting out of the theater and I was just so bummed. I just was like, what the hell was this? I I was so excited for it. You know, I was... The hype was so big. You know, and that might have been the other thing. Because I wasn't able to see the first one in the in the theater. But yeah, I remember seeing the second one. And I, you know, I had the McDonald's toys and all that. They had the... Cool happy meal, you know, it was all Batman themed. But yeah, that movie, um, it's better now. But I still think that '89 Keaton is just excellent, and I think Blade definitely, definitely had that same tone to it. Not, it didn't have like a gothic world or anything, but it had that, um, yeah, it had that darkness to it. I guess you could say, even though Blade was radar. But speaking of Batman, uh, we have a lot of news on Batman himself. Matt Reeves, who's currently doing the new The Batman movie with um, Robert Pattinson, which is on hold he right now. He
1: want to get jacked. He doesn't want to wait for it. I
0: think that was blown out of proportion. I think he was, I think he was honestly messing with the interviewer. I think he's, you know, that suit puts on a lot of bulk as well. I, I think that was kind of blown out of proportions. I, I think he's I think he's gonna be in pretty good shape. but the funny thing is if you look at Keaton he wasn't even close to being in shape really. he was just a skinny dude and you know they jacked him up in that suit basically. but I think he's gonna be a good Batman. I hope so you know I'm there's so many possibilities now uh, you know we got the with the Justice League Snyder cut Affleck could return somehow as Batman. There's all these possibilities but Matt Reeves he uh, he did the, the latest uh, plan of the Apes films I don't know if you've caught those Juan those were pretty good and so yeah he's doing okay. the, he's doing the Batman which is expected to release October 1st 2021 so far but part of his deal with Warner Brothers is he's also developing a show a spin-off show called Gotham PD with HBO Max. HBO Max just launched. Uh, I don't know if you've seen HBO Max or heard about it, but they just launched a couple months back.
1: It's like a demand service. Idea, like. A- yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like streaming. So the good news demand is service, yes. if you already have HBO on demand, I think that's what it's called. You get max uh-huh. automatically. Yeah. HBO max. They're going to have this spinoff series. Eventually this is the plan for now anyway, because they still have to finish the Batman But this will be good because it's going to it'll set up the Gotham he wants to portray in his film. So it's like long form storytelling, kind of based on the Gotham Central comic book series. So, you know, you just deal with the cops. It's basically how Gotham should have been. You know, you leave Batman out of it. You just deal with corruption in Gotham and you have a precinct. You're getting to know the people within it. So I think it's going to be pretty damn cool. He wants to do a multi platform uh, telling of the Batman universe, so it probably won't stop here at Gotham PD. He's probably going to do other things. What's interesting about this Gotham PD show is they're going to have the writer Terrence Winter. He wrote for Boardwalk Empire. I haven't seen that series, but I heard it's really good. So, yeah, I think this is going to be really cool. Does this interest you? You know, this crime drama that just features the Gotham citizens. The
1: like the the crappiest... City and fictional history. Yeah, yeah. Like they're uh, just going. To, they're
0: going to do. <laughs> what, they're going to do what Gotham should have done. You know, Gotham in the beginning, I think, tried to not involve Batman, and then, and then eventually, they had to involve him, which I was fearing. You know, although it was nice to see some villains live action form we never seen before. But yeah, Gotham PD, like the. Go to the source, which is Gotham Central, the comic book series. That's pretty much, I think, the direction they want to go. They just want to explore that. I think that's a really good idea because it helps build the universe, and these characters can show up in other Batman films, and you'll know who they are. Because I think I think Reeves wants to do a trilogy of his Batman films. So you have all these right. possibilities. But, yeah, he's got an overall deal. He's got a big deal with Warner Brothers right now, so this is part of it. And I think it's going to be pretty damn exciting. But yeah, moving on, of course, other uh, news that involves Batman, The Flash. Many rumors of, you know, are they going to do a Flashpoint? Are they going to just do a regular, uh, you know, an original story or something else? But yeah, this movie's kind of been in development hell for a bit. Uh, Ezra Miller is still starring as The Flash.
1: He's been petitioning for The Flashpoint
0: movie. Yes, actually, he this project has been through yeah. a lot of directors and writers. And I think it's because of him and hopefully it's for good reasons. If that's what he's pushing for. Cause I think that is very smart on his part,
1: but yeah, he's put his foot down. Flashpoint. Have you seen Flashpoint? The oh anim- yeah. Yeah. The ad- the animated- yeah. Oh yeah. One of my favorite animated comic book movies. ever. It's, it's wonderful. Awesome.
0: Yeah. It, Yeah. it introduced so many cool concepts, but I, I just applaud Ezra Miller for putting his foot down and, not budging, it seems like, you know, he's like, you know, they must love him enough to, you know, deal with him and uh, still want him to be on a part of the project. You know, he had that incident recently and in, I think it was Iceland or something. Did you see that? He like supposedly choked somebody and brought them to the ground. It was like this this lady was a fan or something. It's very strange. The only witness to it was like a, a bartender and it's i think the police there was no arrest made or a report made the cops did show up i think but if you look at the video which i'm shocked a lot of people don't seem to be reporting on this and i'm not trying to excuse any violence on someone like if he actually did this he probably should be recasted because you know that's that's a that's a problem but if you look at the video it slowed down he grabs her by the neck and it just looks like a casual like goofing off thing and he takes her to the ground. But when they slow it down, he puts her on a object and it looks like a mattress. He didn't do it really fast either. So it just seems to me like they were just goofing off and people took it the wrong way. Or this bartender did he, who knows this guy probably wants, you know, to have his 15 minutes of fame or, or just blackmail or money. I don't know. But if you look at the video, he, he, he puts her down on the mattress. I swear he does and there hasn't been really much talk since then so they probably squashed it i think he's uh, you know he's a little too goofy for the flash for me but maybe they'll maybe they'll fix that a little bit if they do the flashpoint which i hope they will because i think it's so it's such a popular concept i think it'd be a great way to introduce the flash because it deals with like how he became the flash his mom died and the whole point is he wanted to change that and by changing that he like Causes his ripple effect in the universe. And you got all these these crazy concepts like Bruce Wayne died in the alley, not his parents. Okay. Yeah. Thomas Wayne becomes Batman, but Martha Wayne becomes the Joker.
1: Oh, I've heard of that story.
0: That's Flashpoint. That's Flashpoint because that's how she dealt with Bruce's death. She just basically went insane And the when they show it in the flashpoint, she's just starts she's crying and she starts laughing, and I think she's got Bruce's blood on her face like a Joker smile, and that's just how Mm -hmm. she lost it. And then they show Thomas Wayne beating the shit out of the shooter, like he probably beat him to death because Thomas Wayne Batman kills people
1: hardcore. Yeah, he is not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna that kill you. Guns. He's rocking two guns. I think. I mean, that's that's what's yeah. funny about this whole introduction. You have this other version of Harley Quinn. He's fighting, and he's just shooting at her. Yo yo, I
1: mean, that character's name is Yo yo. Yeah,
0: and that's Harley Quinn, right? Isn't it?
1: It's the equivalent. Yeah,
0: yeah. Equivalent. But yeah, he's just shooting at her, and then he like, I think he, yeah, he kicks her off a building, and Cyborg rescues yeah, her. Um, yeah. Oh, it's so it's so the Thomas will kill you. You shouldn't laugh at it, but it, it was just funny because it's like, wow, because usually I don't accept my Batman any different. But for some reason, I love this concept of Thomas Wayne being Batman. It finally made him more interesting just because you just never we
1: made us invest in, in Thomas Wayne.
0: Yes. You just never like knew more. it was just a cool idea. Like an Elseworlds tale, like what if Bruce Wayne died and his parents survived? Like what would happen? What would change? And so Jeffrey Dean Morgan was cast as Thomas Wayne for Zack Snyder's uh, Batman v. Superman. And I really hope he gets to play that Batman. It, it could happen, but especially because <laughs> he's getting he's point. getting old. So I'm I'm worried about it. <laughs> Timing. Go ahead. I have
1: a question for you, Josh. Yeah. So, like, how do you feel about like hypothetically, obviously, mm-hmm. not those people in those positions, but how do you feel like some director saying, you know what? I'm just going to mimic this entire animation movie in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to mimic it because the one thing that I really like about Flashpoint is the, uh, the war between yes. the Atlanteans and the Amazons. Yes. Like that right like there. And just how the whole like human race is imperiled. You don't even really see any humans. Right. You see only the meta humans and just that war between, you know, like uh Aquaman and Wonder Woman and that love situation.
2: That's a, because
1: I I still mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a triangle or did they was Diane Yes or Wonder Woman in love with the same woman or was she in love with him?
0: Love with him, he cheated on Mara with her and Mara confronted Wonder Woman and then Wonder Woman beheaded her. And so that's what oh, started yeah. it. Yeah. That's a Mirror don't want those problems. It's and such you know, a that, that, Mira that Mira itself is such a big concept to tackle. You have so many things. You even have Steve Trevor around, who I think Wonder Woman like in this world. He doesn't he doesn't like Wonder Woman. He doesn't find her attractive or anything. I guess I don't know, but he like basically.
1: is isn't, isn't that who she hangs? Sorry, spoilers. No, that's a sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> I,
0: maybe, yeah, it is, it is, yeah, it is, uh, it is. I don't know, see, I think, I get what you're saying, like, yeah, an actual adaptation, but, you know, how they do it with movies, it's like, they kind of borrow from a lot of different things and try to put something original in, probably because we've already seen this before, it exists in the comic, book, comic book form and movie form, and if they made a movie of it, would people want to see it, would they pay to see it, knowing how it ends and all that, so... I'm thinking they're going to do a lot of um, taking away from that, but they're also going to change it up a little bit. And I say that because Michael Keaton is rumored to be returning as Batman for this movie. Yeah. So yeah. to bring him in, like, and Thomas Wayne, how do you do that? Unless he's going to be Thomas Wayne, I don't know, but I really hope well,
1: it's... They, they said they said Batman Beyond.
0: Well, Keaton that's the thing. Around. That's the thing that's part of the rumor is he's going to sign a big deal to be in multiple films. So you have the possibilities of mm. him showing up in a, a Batman beyond movie Multiverse. or a yeah. Batgirl okay. movie. They could just retcon the Batman beyond concept to make it a Batgirl movie, or he could do a third Burton movie. That's possible. You could bring back Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. You can have the whole Burton Burton verse. So there's all kinds of possibilities what they could do. Do
1: you like Burton? Do you like the Burton verse? <laughs>
0: I like the 89 Batman. I'm not crazy about the uh, Batman Returns. Uh, I do like some of it. Obviously, I love Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. I think that's one of the best things that ever happened. Penguin, not really a fan of that version of Penguin. (laughs) I kind of like the idea of Penguin being like Bruce Wayne, but evil. You know, he has the money and stuff. So if you look, both films are so different. Like Burton, I think Burton wasn't interested in coming back unless he made his own Batman film and that's why it got really gothic and just kind of weird you know I do appreciate Mm -hmm. some of it but the 89 to me was I love that like let's go back to that you know I love that Batmobile I know it got destroyed but maybe we can get one similar who knows but it would be awesome to see Keaton in the suit again probably won't be the exact suit we know, know of but the rumor is he will be like a Nick Fury like character you know he'll show up in multiple films So there's all kinds of possibilities of him coming on. I don't know how they're going to put him into the Flashpoint, but there's a lot of universes. Um, CW actually introduced the Earth-89, they call it, and Keaton is in that Earth. Mm -hmm. So everything's connected there, and Ezra Miller did show up in the Flashpoint as well. So this could involve...
1: The the Flash of that universe, yeah.
0: This could finally involve every property, basically, you know, the CW shows everything. So there's so much possibility. I, it's so much cramming. I don't think they're going to be able to give us that Atl- Atlantean and Amazon battle like we want to see. That movie probably could be done its, on its own, I'd say, because it's just such a big concept. I don't know.
1: Do you think the universe would expand into, like, um, I guess we can, for lack of a better word, the Jokerverse with the office Fleck? The Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Yeah. Like, you know, because in that universe, it's the most real Mm -hmm. (laughs) of of them all. It's the most real. Because they're going to make a part two. Well, yeah. And I'm interested interested
0: in seeing a Batman in his universe, what that's like. I would say it's like Thomas Wayne Batman, to be honest.
1: But it, it can't be that Batman. No, no, no. In that movie. Right. Bruce Wayne is like 10, 11 years old.
0: Right, you know? right, right. Yeah, no, like, what I'm saying is, like, you know, how the Joker is in, portrayed in that film. Like, would they portray Batman how we know him, or would they change him up a little bit? You know, would they make it different? You know, not, not like make him a young Batman. Like, I think the sequel would go years into the future, but... Yeah, in that in that world, what is that? What is Batman in that world? You know, what is he like, given Mm -hmm. given how the Joker was was made and all that stuff? And the the argument to the Joker is, did any any of that happen? Because in the end, he's in a psych ward, so was it all in his mind? I mean, it gets really trippy into all the the theories on that one, but that could definitely be considered uh you know a certain Earth, if you will. Yeah, that's the best way they can connect everything. Like, all this exists just. And that's how they can coexist with standalone films versus films that have continuity to them. So.
1: Well, I could put. I wonder if Batman, I call him Batman. Uh, oh, Batman. Yeah. And Joker, will they be linked together or are they just not connected at all? Because that the new the new Batman because right now you're gonna have three Batman because mm-hmm. then Affleck came back right uh based on what I learned so you're gonna have three Batman and then maybe it'd be kind of cool to have them all kind of like interacting together with each other and like oh yeah if they unless, if they really want to impress me we're in Dale.
0: I, yeah, and I I don't know if they they will get Bale because I think Bale kind of likes to keep it like the known like, like a cameo,
1: Yeah, no, I get like, that. I get okay. that.
0: I think that's that. Yeah, supposedly, yeah. that's their second choice if they can't get Keaton. But I think Keaton, I think it's gonna happen. People want to see it so bad, and he yeah. definitely likes the character. I saw him speak at a graduation. Keaton oh, loves it. He does. I yeah. Uh, I he he spoke at a graduation ceremony years back, and. The, like the final f- word he gave everyone is uh, just remember I'm Batman and I'm Batman. everyone just lost it. They just loved it. I mean, it's, it's so funny because. because when he was first cast as Batman, people hated it. They hated that casting. They just hated it. And if the internet was around, Oh my gosh, it would have been a nightmare. So it goes to show you like, just judge them a- Judge the final product, uh, not who's cast, I guess, even though sometimes it's obviously not good casting. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I take yeah. it you're excited for Keaton's return.
1: Yeah, I mean, prior to Bill, he was my favorite Batman. Yeah. So he's a hard number two Sure. in live action film. I mean, the voice of Batman for years is probably the best Batman in my opinion.
0: He's the only one that really tried yeah, to disguise it. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no, no other Batman actors did until Bale came along. But I liked how Bale did his voice in Begins. I do not like how he did it after Begins. It was too Clint Eastwood. Just, you know, it just I didn't like it. It was just like, the only thing that turned me off about those films. It was just kind of silly. But I liked how Affleck's embraced technology with his voice. He had a voice changer. Like that was cool to me, and you know I do like Affleck's betrayal. I I think Keaton might be better, but I do love I love Affleck's suit in BVS. That I finally was happy to see the gray and the black together, and the huge ass bat symbol. Even though I do miss the bullseye one Keaton had, which they could bring back somehow, some way. But yeah, um, I'm just I'm just happy we're finally getting. Not just a variety of actors playing Batman, which we've we've had, but also getting a variety of suits. You know, it's not just black, all black suit. And I, I really long for the day when we get the blue and gray. That would be awesome, I think. Because mm-hmm. I know how they did the yeah. black. The black hid some imperfections in the suit, you know, they made because it was a rubber suit. Also, it's at night. He blends in with the night. But if you want to truly embrace the comics, like give him that blue cowl and cape and... It doesn't matter anymore. You know, it's like, I mean, I think we're kind of getting away from the real world. We're still using the real world aspects, but we're also like, look at the Avengers and stuff. Captain America, like they went there. They totally went there with the colors. And I think that's I think that's the new regime with these movies. I mean, look at the Flash. He was decked out in all red and the new Aquaman suit, which is amazing. I, I really like that. I'm happy they. They made that suit that way because <laughs> I was worried <laughs> it was just going to be too grim, you know. But I'm excited to see Keaton back. I think it would be really cool. And he still looks pretty – like he's in good shape still for his age and all that. And I think he could really do – like I said, there's a lot of possibilities you could you could use him for. You know, you could do your Batman Beyond movie if you want. There's just endless possibilities. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for – for that, and uh, it's a bummer he never made oh. a third Batman film before this because uh, that's what happened. I think Burton, Burton quit, and then Keaton met with Joel Schumacher, the new director, and they just uh, he just didn't didn't like what, he didn't yeah, yeah what? he didn't connect yeah. Which to remind everyone, you know, R.I.P. Joel Schumacher. He's a great director, you know. Yeah, he did put he did put the Batman franchise to death for a bit, but it's not entirely his fault. He had. The studio was just wanting to sell toys over, you know, making a great film. And if Batman and Robin was successful, he was going to make a darker one. That, that was his goal. He was going to go back to a darker tone film. Aside from the Batman franchise, he directed countless other movies that were great. Yeah, I think he did a Time to Kill. Uh, I even like DC Cab. Do you remember DC Cab? Oh, yeah. Mr. T.? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's kind of a movie people laugh at, but I actually like it. I think there's a lot of cool things about, you know, the enjoyment. Like, yeah, not everyone uh wants to be a cab driver. I think that was the biggest thing people made fun of. There's like a kid in the movie who was like, I want to be a cab driver when I grow up, you know. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like it's just a fun movie. Like, Mr. T, you know, he, it's funny when they get the upgrades. I forgot how they got the money to upgrade their cab company. But, you know, Mr. T, like, it was really, it was an 80s It was an 80s uh, Mr. T for sure. You know, he had the cartoon series and he's trying to keep kids off drugs. You know, the battle for uh, a drug-free country and all that. There's, you know, in the DC Cab movie, basically all these uh, drug dealers are pulling up in nice cars and kids are like loving the flashiness of it. And Mr. T longs for that. And so when they get an upgrade to when the cab company gets more money and they all upgrade their cars, Mr. T gets all this, he gets his whole car blinged out and like gold and shit. And he pulls up and mm-hmm. and the kids are just like, they're now idolizing him, you know? So it's kind of a cool moment right. with that. And there's a lot of other aspects, but yeah, Joel Schumacher, I really do appreciate what he, what he did. Uh, he was very talented, uh, like just, you know, yeah, the Batman films, I, I did like Batman forever over returns, but clearly looking back, it was definitely going to more of a selling toys, being more cartoony with the character. you
1: saying it, Kilmer, Batman, yeah. like that?
2: Huh?
0: Okay. I like that one. That was refreshing at the time. It really was because I just I did not like Returns much, and I was just disappointed. And then Forever came, and you had Robin introduced in it, and that was exciting, which is funny because uh, Marlon Wayne's was going to be Robin in Keaton's third Batman film and Schumacher decided to recast Robin. You know, he didn't want Marlon Waynes playing him, which that was a big risk, you know, cause Marlon Waynes wasn't really known to be serious, you know, and maybe they were going to try and, well, if it was a Burton film, it was going to be serious. So, uh, you know, not to say Marlon Waynes can't be serious, but I think, uh, that was ballsy casting for then. Cause you know, I would have think you would have casted like, uh, someone more uh, attractive like Sean Waynes, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe he was too bulky. I don't know. But, Funny thing is, uh, the eighty nine Batman they were going to do Robin as well, but they had Kiefer Sutherland cast as Robin for that film, and they decided not to do it. There's storyboards out there, but it's really interesting the whole history. But who knows? You know, with this Flashpoint, maybe we'll see Marlon Wayans as Robin. I don't know, or Nightwing because he's old now, so he'd probably be Nightwing.
1: Yeah, we need we need some Robins.
0: Yeah, we do. Yeah. We do. That's one of the bad things about Batman and Robin, not being successful enough is I think they were going to do a Nightwing movie and yeah you had Batgirl and all this stuff but Batgirl wasn't wearing her mask she just didn't look like Batgirl and you know Alicia Silverstone again you could bring her back I guess I mean she yeah she wasn't that great I don't think as a a character but it's not necessarily her fault or Schumacher's fault you know it's all about writing and Agenda in the studio, just you know, they weren't not they were not wanting to make a good film, <laughs> you know. They just wanted to sell toys, you know, and that's what they did pretty much. But R.I.P. Joel Schumacher, you know, he didn't. He made a lot of good films. Go out and check them out. If you really hate his Batman films, still give him a shot. You know, he was talented.
1: Is he your favorite superhero, Josh?
0: Batman. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's my favorite. Okay. He's my favorite. I, I, I like Superman. I pretty much like them all, but yeah, Batman. Batman was uh, my first uh, hero I really, really liked. And I I had the cartoon. Actually, the first Batman I was introduced to, other than the cartoon maybe, was Adam West. Because I didn't see the first Batman in the theater. My cousin did. And I remember staying over at his house. And I forgot what channel. But they were all of a sudden replaying all the Batman 66 shows. I got to watch pretty much all of them. And that was my first introduction to Goofy Batman, you know. But yeah, when I finally yeah, got to, when I finally got to see one. Yeah. And I remember when 89 came out finally on video, you know, VHS for everybody out there. Uh, dolls, you know, grocery store around here that no longer exists. There was a standee in the store and I was begging my dad to buy me uh, buy me the movie. And he never would, which I get it because they were like 30 bucks back then. And they're about the same price now. But back then that was I was probably a big commitment, you know, to spend 30 bucks on. So, yeah, he never did that. But eventually I got the movie and I was I was excited. I was thrilled. I watched it over and over again. And I had the toys and it was a good time. Good time. So I think you can make a good movie and have good toys with it. You know, you shouldn't just target selling toys. But I'm excited. I'm excited. When that broke about Keaton, I was I was thrilled. And I know this is old news, but uh, we're finally talking about it. So, yeah, very excited. Dream, dream come true. Really hoped it would happen. Felt like it would happen, honestly, just because of the resurgence of other characters we've seen. Looks like Flash is uh, is a go again, and hopefully it's going to be, I think, uh, 2022 when we see it. So, of course, you got to wait on when they can make movies again. So that's the only bad thing. And yeah, before we recorded, we were talking about how, you know, movie theaters, they're playing old movies now, trying to get people in, you know, because there's not really any new movies coming out. Everything's been pushed back. We might not even get the next James Bond film until mid-2021, I think. So, yeah, it's it's crazy time, man. It is. But I think we're going to recover from this. It's fine. It We're due. You know, it happens every 100 years. We get a um, sickness like this. So, we're going to be fine. It's just, you uh, know, it'll be a gradual return to... <laughs> The way we were living, you know, because 100 years ago, you didn't really have, you know, movies weren't like a big thing, I don't think. And you definitely didn't have TV or anything. So,
1: I'm not trying to be funny, slightly uh, different country, but I wonder if like the next, like viruses and like, like, uh, like a computer virus, like integrating with technology. Oh, sure. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: in the next 100 years, you mean?
1: yeah I can see that yeah so like there's a virus going through you know our our data systems or something now it wouldn't be so much biological it'd be more like technological well and that
0: that's something we could talk about on the super unknown uh you know, like yeah,
1: I'm just saying in general.
0: No, I know, but <laughs> like if you if you think about it, we have other countries that hack into us supposedly, right? So that's like the new warfare. Mm-hmm. Like you can take out all these citizens by a click of a button, or turn them against. Uh, if you can mind control people, you know, turn them against, um, or feed them, feed them images that aren't true. So I mean, you know, we have that problem now with the internet. We don't know what's true, what's not true. You know, not everyone does research, so they they jump on a certain like headline like this is it right here bam so it's just um it's crazy times we live in that's all (laughs) and i've seen we've all seen so many movies that tackle it and read things that tackle it and it seems to be all coming true now it's scary now not really entertaining (laughs) but yeah it it i could see 100 years from now us having to deal with our um our implants if you will that make us superior Mm -hmm. um yeah, like you could, uh, they could hack into your arm and you could punch yourself to death, you know?
2: <laughs>
0: I don't know, man. There's all kinds of crazy shit they could do. Uh, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's all possible. It's all possible. But the Matrix, oh, yeah. maybe the Matrix exists. Who knows? Some people <laughs> think so. But. No,
1: no, I need to say that because I'm always thinking like it's things in general upgrade themselves hey, say like you know
0: just- you're yeah you're thinking outside the box you know that's definitely a possibility 100 years from now I mean we've tackled this before but if we went 100 years into the past you know it, it was probably hard to imagine most of the things we have now even though some people did imagine <laughs> some of the things we have so good on them but yeah that's pretty much all I have uh, for the show. Uh, we can end it with recommending something to check out. Um, I'll just go ahead and start uh, Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Check that out. Six episodes right now, and they'll be dropping six more in September. So, yeah, it's a it's a good return for that series. I don't know if you uh, – you probably watched that a lot growing up, didn't you, Juan? Yeah, a
1: little bit here and there. I, I was never that that deep into it. Actually, I recently watched on Netflix and the series series called – Evil man cry baby hmm. and it's an anime but it's like it's I think it came out 2018 it but there's an original Asian story of devilman and it's in English so it's not' it's English dub so you guys are safe you don't want to do subtitles but um that came out I want to say in the 80s or 70s or something like that but man it's it's something like it's a little graphic, so I, it's not like something I would suggest towards your children. <laughs> but it's, it's got some it's got some adult content. Sure, But it's I just haven't seen something like that in a long time. It's sure, very grabbed my attention in a whole different way. It's just it's it's about good and evil. It's about like it, it's kind of scary because it's like some of the stuff that we go through in society now. Mm-hmm. How bleak and dark it could get. How it sure, it's crazy. Absolutely. And when you watch it from start to finish, like every episode, yeah, it's just something else. <laughs> so it's called Devil Man Cry Baby. Okay, Devil Man Cry It's really, it's a, yeah, it's really good. If you ask me, really good. Excellent.
0: Anything else you'd like to recommend?
1: Uh that's just the one off the top of my head. Uh, other than that, I haven't started it. I have watched the. Altered Carbon, like animated episode. Really? Not too long ago. Yeah, so they have an animated episode and then uh, they have season two. So I'm going to do season two next. I just haven't gotten around to it. I got to check that but show the animated out. Episodes, it's pretty entertaining.
0: Nice. Well, we'll say um, Unsolved Mysteries, the new one, is not as creepy as the first uh, original. The, the one that Robert Stack hosted, that creeped me out as a kid because it was like on Sunday night, my My parents, sometimes I was with my, was with my grandparents, so we'd sit down and watch that and then they were like, go to bed. <laughs> and I remember mm-hmm. I was so scared of this one episode, this dude was filming a house on fire in the woods and he was just like, yeah, yeah, that's cool, burn, burn, something like that. Just scared the shit out of me because I thought this dude would be outside my window, you know, filming and burning us alive, and yeah, it was just kind of a weird time, but the new one, the music isn't as creepy, and there's no host, but it's still a good show, it still creeped my oldest child out, and I, I told her, like, that music from the original was a lot more creepier than this, and I played it for her, because... no you, music and no
1: host.
0: There is music, it's just more of a, um, it's not... No, I'm saying the original, I'm just talking about the original music. Oh yeah, the original, yeah, the original had that... that that music, um, you know the synthesizer music I don't know if that's how you would say it, but it was just really creepy. It was a good it's a good score and you had Robert Stack who hosted and he had that creepy voice and he was a, he was the man in the trench coat like that's you have the music it's toned down a little bit but I if you go to Hulu you can watch the original and I I played the first episode for my daughter, the original I creeped her out. The new one is not as creepy. But I mean, some of the stories are definitely they are creepy and uh, they do offer like a lot of cool updates to the show. So it's still it's still good. It's a good watch. Check it out First six episodes are out and they're about an hour each, I'd say. So, yeah, it's it's different, but it's um, I think it's a good different. I think it's fine. So. Yeah, definitely check that out. And uh, The Old Guard, that's supposed to be really good right now. I need to check that out. Uh, Charlize Theron movie on Netflix. She's like a leader of a... I don't know if you call them zombies. Probably immortal. Immortal uh, mercenaries. So the preview is pretty damn cool. They all get gunned down and they start getting back up. And the people who gun them down are just like, uh, what's going on? (laughs) And obviously they get their asses kicked, I'm sure. We could also recommend our other shows in the network here field of Geeks Network we've got Star Trek Mission Report I do that with Steve super unknown I do that with Juan and Dave that's um, explores mysteries and true crime all kinds of weirdness we try to tackle and like Juan said earlier we do it with humor mostly unless it's very serious and obviously we're respect respectful of that uh, the power of knowledge is going to be re- relaunched soon that's with Juan and Paul. And that show that that shows about personal enlightenment. Would you say, Juan? Uh, kind of health directed.
1: Just investigating things, you know. More with mm-hmm. uh, a, I want mean, to say an analytical point of view, just just more information. So like, right? Just like the name is the power of knowledge. Just just information that we accumulate and then we just kind of regurgitate it through our own. <laughs> Interpretations of it, I guess.
0: Right. <laughs> that, that, that's good. That's good. And we also do uh, Fieldy Geeks at the Movies, which is a commentary show. We also have done discussion as well without the commentary. But yeah, all that's out there available for free. It's always free. So check it out. Uh, my wife and I, I think, are going to launch a new show soon called What Are We Watching Now? Uh, we'll be watching movies, TV. Yeah. So I think it will be a nice bonding show for us and we might do it in video. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. So more, more to come from that. Uh, we just watched fantastic Four, the original movie. I think it came out in 2005. So that was like our first movie we saw as a couple. Well, we weren't actually a couple. It was kind of like a blind date, but we're going to tackle that for our first episode, I think. And, uh, it should be it should be fun and exciting. So, she's kind of new at this whole podcasting. Although she's been on the Super Unknown, I think at least once. So uh, she did a good job, I thought. So, yeah, just trying to put more variety out there. And we just had a a special episode. We did. Uh, we interviewed uh, Terrell Christie, who just did the Miles okay. Spider Man fan film. That's through a Lost Utopia. YouTube channel, they have Facebook as well, it's a free film, all his all his films are free, he's very good, he's an award winning filmmaker, and he represents Iowa pretty damn well, so yeah, I don't know if you've checked out uh, Miles' Spider-Man fan film yet, Moan, but I think you'll like it, it's, it's really good, and we got to have him on and ask him some questions, there's a scene in it where Miles is changing, I think, into his Spider-Man costume, and it's like shot in the alleyway, next to Fong's Pizza, downtown des moines so a lot of cool um uh sites they shot around and they blend des moines into new york in in their way and it it works pretty damn well you can't really tell check that out anything else wanted before we go
1: no that's all just last words for me it's just like i hope everyone's remaining safe healthy healthy, you know out there and sure go Absolutely. and check out some of these shows and why not, if you are at home, you know, enjoy them with your family? Yeah. You know, so, bring absolutely. your bonding together. Yeah. If anything, look at the positives of things and know that, like, it could help bring, you know, closer to the people you give it. Sure. damn about, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So that's basically
0: all I have to say. Uh, my wife and I, we, we showed, we've shown since we've been in quarantine, we've, we showed the kids all the Back to Future movies. They all, they loved them. That was exciting. And uh, recently I showed him Uncle Buck. <laughs> that was fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're trying to show him old movies. Uh, we should have done this before, but, you know, we all get caught up in, you know, routines. And this whole thing's kind of put a whole wrench through it. And, for you know, it's it's done a lot of good. And, you know, it's bad, obviously. But uh, most part, we're bonding more as a family. I think everyone's bonding more with people they love and are, are near, you know, especially if you're quarantining with somebody good time to take that in and like i said we'll get through this so it's all going to be good and we'll be back uh in person no time like i said we'll we'll, we'll go outside if we have to <laughs> it'll be interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well thanks juan for being on appreciate it and uh yeah, yeah bye, we, we all will be back i'm josh and i'm juan take care